0: So what I'm sharing with you this morning is the favor of the Lord, the favor of the Lord. This is part one. And as an introduction, I'd like to say that towards the end of last year, I began to sense that the Lord was placing a theme on my heart for the coming year. It's as though I began to sense it in my spirit. I find that the way in which God speaks to me most often is through a still, small voice, which is a biblical way of God speaking. How many of you also find that most often there's that still, small voice that God speaks to you in that way? And so God was laying something on my heart. I sensed it in my spirit regarding a theme for the coming year And this is the theme, the favor of the Lord. And so I really sense that this is on God's heart for Choose Life Church in 2023. And I encourage you to be receptive because if this is on God's heart, then there needs to be receptive soil because to take a hold of the things that the Lord says also requires that we take a hold of his word and that we mix it with faith in order to see what he wants to do. And so I sense that this has gone God's heart for Choose Life this year. Now, just as a reminder, last year our theme was a year of growth and blessing. You remember that? Uh, Just by the way, You don't have to have a theme. A church doesn't have to have a theme each year. It doesn't say in Leviticus, thou shalt have a theme. Uh, there's been years where we did not have a particular theme as a congregation, and sometimes I find that it's, it's very helpful, it's very useful to move in a particular direction. So last year, our theme was a year of growth and blessing. And if you were here on the Sunday before the Christmas service, I shared with you concerning a thankful heart and I explained how in several different aspects, God had fulfilled that word over Choose Life of growth and blessing because God watches over his word to perform it and to him be the honor and the glory for fulfilling his word over us as a congregation. And so this year, I sensed that we need to now focus on the favor of the Lord. Please say that with me, the favor of the Lord. Let's say it again, the favor of the Lord. And there were some confirmations, even some lovely confirmations regarding this theme. I'll mention three confirmations that I sensed. One of them was that a, well-respec- a well-respected pastor was having a chat with me, and he said to me, he said, John, I see God's hand of favor uh, upon Chu's life. I was very blessed to hear him say that. I wasn't trying to fish for him to say something nice about the church or so on. And he said, but I just want to let you know, I see that God's favor is upon you Folks. And then he also said that, you know, in one or two aspects, he, he would love to uh, be involved in certain things with us and draw a little closer. He said, because I see God's hand of favor, and we glorify the Lord for that. Then another confirmation was in April 2022, that's last year, April, Pastor Michelle Haswell from Atlanta You'll remember her husband, Pastor Greg Haswell. you remember Greg shared the word uh, in um, April last year. But before he preached the word, Michelle got up and shared a prophetic word over Choose Life. And she undoubtedly has a prophetic gifting from the Lord. And in part, this is what it said. It said, there's a new season for you as a church, a turning of the page, into a new chapter of growth, of greater freedom, of greater provision, and then listen here, and greater favor in your city. Would you say greater favor? Greater favor in your city. I believe, in terms of what she shared about the growth and uh, perhaps the, the freedom and the provision, that a lot of that was already being fulfilled last year. And that doesn't mean that it stops now, not at all. But this particular part, which was towards the end of this phrase, that God is saying that this is going to be a time of greater favor for you as a church in the city. I found that significant. It spoke to me. It was a confirmation. Greater favor in the city. I also believe that it is not limited to the city, but it can be further afield as well. And then a the third confirmation, which was the one that spoke to me most of all, was in September 22. Last year, a lady by the name of Isabel Scholosson from Catch the Fire in Toronto. You remember a number of you attended the Catch the Fire course last year. We had about 280 of you that attended that course, dealt with the Father Heart of God, hearing God's voice, healing life's hurts, etc. And uh, on the night when it was dealing with the whole thing of the prophetic, this lady, Isabel, who really has a wonderful prophetic ministry from the Lord. She said, I have a prophetic word that I'd like to share with you concerning your church. And this was the opening line. It said, there is a favor on your church that is doubling. Now come on, that's significant, folks. The first line. There is a favor on your church that is doubling For you have kingdom influence, but you also have governmental influence in the land. Now, I find that first verse, uh, that first phrase in particular, striking. What does it say? There is a favor on your church that is doubling and so in the result uh, uh, in response to this we say thank you lord be it unto us according to your word and let your favor flow across this body in a new way and let it double in this year we ask it in jesus name <laughs> And i want to say that that word came from somebody who has a, a pure prophetic heart And so these are some lovely confirmations, and with this in mind, let's look at four points regarding God's favor. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. Now, number one, defining the favor of the Lord. Perhaps before we get into favor, we need to just look at a bit of understanding. Some people might understand it in different ways, and what is it in terms of, a, a? well, let me put it this way. A good definition of the biblical concept of favor is demonstrated delight. Demonstrated delight, please say that with me. Demonstrated delight. What is favor? It's demonstrated delight. In other words, it becomes evident that the Lord's delight is upon an individual, that the Lord's blessing is upon a person. One theologian writes the following. He says, the favor of the Lord can be described as, listen, tangible evidence that a person has the approval of the Lord. You know, oftentimes I think you can even, you can even just look at somebody and you can see the favor of God upon their life. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, somebody's got a lot, therefore, or or somebody doesn't have much. I'm not talking whether there's material possessions in lots or little. You can look at a person, and you can even just see in their spirit, the favor of God is upon them. It is clear, you can just see it. There's even a, a radiance upon them. Now, I like to think about God's favor as a bright, shining light that is shining upon us. And before I was preparing uh, over the holidays and, and more recently to share this word with you, uh, if you had asked me, John, how do you perceive the favor of the Lord? I would say it's like the, the light of God shining upon you. It's so beautiful. And interesting, in the priestly prayer, which we find the uh, Aaronic prayer in um, Numbers chapter six, God gave instruction and, Aaron and his sons were told, listen, this is how you will bless the people of God. Just by the way, because God blesses his people. And he says, this is how you will bless them. The Lord bless you and keep you. And you know, many times at the end of the service, we speak out that blessing over you. And it is referred to as the priestly blessing in number six. But this says, this one line says, The Lord make His face shine. Would you say the word shine? The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. This line, folks, is speaking about the favor of the Lord when you hear that. May His face shine upon you. It's talking about the favor of God upon your life. And that's that's the way I have always understood the favor of God. It is the light of His face shining upon us. Do you know that when you see a loved one, your face tends to light up? Especially if you haven't seen them, maybe for a couple of days or a week or two, you see a loved one and your face lights up. And in the same way, God, when he looks upon us, his face lights up, his face radiates towards us. This is what the Bible says. Believe it. And so God wants us to walk in his full favor and blessing. And I wanna say to you today, may his face shine upon you. I declare it over you in faith and in the name of Jesus. May his face shine upon you in this year, 2023, like you've not experienced it before. Amen? Amen. Please say to the person next to you, may his face shine upon you. Amen. Tell them that. Point number two. God shows favor to those who delight in him and honor him. This is a very, very important point if you don't understand something of this point, you don't get the full concept of the favor of God. And yes, there's lots of things and we'll still teach more things of the favor of God. I wanna repeat this again. God shows favor to those who delight in Him and honor Him. Now please turn so long to Isaiah 66. Please turn there. And while you're turning to Isaiah 66, I wanna say this, that when you know that a person enjoys your company, it's easy to show favor to them, isn't that true? (laughs) Somebody enjoys you, they enjoy being with you, so it's easy to show favor because they like you, they connect well with you. And in the same way, God shows his favor to those who enjoy his presence and love to honor you, honor him. How many of you can say, well, I really enjoy God's presence? As we enjoy His presence, as we are honoring Him, you know what? There's favor that has been released. Now, look at Isaiah 66, verse one to two. I'm reading from the NIV Bible. It says, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. Now listen to this. These are the ones I look on with favor. Let me just stop right there. If God is about to tell you who he looks on with favor, now's the time to listen carefully. It says, these are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit And who tremble at my word. The same verse in the Amplified Bible says, But to this one I will look graciously. When the Bible says, I will look graciously, it's basically saying, I will look upon you with favor. So God's saying, But to this one I will look graciously. To him who is humble and contrite in spirit, and who reverently trembles at my word and honors my commands. And so what's the big idea here? What's the simple take home in all of what we're saying here? The big idea is that if you want to experience more of God's favor in your life, quite simply, you need to delight in Him and you need to honor Him. Are you getting it this morning? Come on, I wanna say it again. If you want more of God's favor in your life, delight in Him and honor Him. It's actually fairly straightforward. God hasn't made this so complicated that you got to get your doctorate in theology to understand it. No. He just says, You delight in me, you honor me, favor begins to be poured out upon your life. And so we need to delight in him. We need to honor him. I want to say there needs to be reverence for Jesus. There needs to be awe of his wonderful name. There needs to be trembling at his word, and this releases greater favor of God upon our lives. But conversely, you will not experience God's favor if you are unyielded to God, if you dishonor God, if you are full of yourself, if you are unteachable, proud, arrogant, etc., there will be no manifestation of favor upon you. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you like showing favor to people who disrespect you? It's quite quiet in this church this morning. You say, Can I just have a, how many, do you like showing favor to people who disrespect you? No, obviously we don't. Imagine if somebody disrespects you at work I think it's quite unlikely that you would easily just recommend them for promotion. It's just the way it is, that's just the reality. Now, obviously the Bible says that we should love our enemies, we understand that, we get that, but that doesn't mean we need to lavish our favor upon those who disrespect us. And in the same way, people who dishonor God will face the consequences. And sometimes I think of how people dishonor the name of Jesus Christ. They will face the consequences. But you know what? Those who delight in the Lord will see God's favor unlocked in their lives. Isn't that beautiful? There's a favor which we are believing will be unlocked in our lives this year. Now, 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 in the King James Version, I won't try to talk in King James language, but it says in 2 Chronicles 16 verse nine, it says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. I believe that even includes favor. To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards God. Now sometimes you read a scripture and you think like, Oh, how could my heart ever be perfect towards God? And I I don't know if I'll ever be able to see this, but let me just ask you, maybe we're misunderstanding what a heart which is perfect towards God is all about. What does it mean if your heart is perfect towards God? I believe it means this, that we seek his favor above anybody else's favor because he is the most important person on earth to us. So when our heart is perfect, it means it's God first. It means I seek His favor. Praise God. And I wanna say to you that God wants to release, I really believe it, more of His favor and His power in your life in this year. But first, He wants your heart. He always wants your heart. The Bible says, delight yourself also in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Beautiful scripture. That's Psalm 37. I found another scripture which is very similar, and it's in Isaiah 58, verse 14. Listen to this. It says, Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I, the Lord, will cause you to ride on the high hills. Now, doesn't that sound good? Wow. You shall delight yourself in me. I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. In other words, first comes delighting, next comes favor. First comes delighting, next comes favor. Are you getting it? Say amen. Amen. Point number three. The favor upon your life can grow and increase. I wonder if you really believe that. Please say this out aloud with me. The favor upon your life can grow and increase. And I'll back it up from the word of God. Luke 2 verse 52 in the NIV, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor. That's what we're talking about. In favor with God and men. I think this is wonderful. We see the picture here. Jesus growing in favor. And so it's interesting to note that the favor that was upon Jesus himself did not remain static. It kept on growing and increasing. And yes, Jesus was growing physically in stature. He was becoming taller. His muscles were growing and so on. But not only growing physically, the Bible says that he was also growing in favor. And in the same way, in your life, Favor should not stand still. It should not stagnate. It should not just remain at the same level, but it should increase and develop as the years go by. I really believe this. Let's say, for example, maybe you've been at a company for two or three years. And at this company, if you're honest, you've not had much favor. You've been trying your best and doing your part, but there hasn't been much favor. You've often been overlooked and you're a little bit discouraged. And I want to say to you today that I believe that that can change, that God can work in your life, that that, what you're experiencing, a lack of favor, can change. Your favor can increase, and trust God for that in this year ahead. But I just want to encourage you, realize that you can grow in favor. Come on, is somebody awake? You can grow in favor. Please tell the person next to you, you can grow in favor. Tell them that. And this is both in spiritual favor and favor with people. It's interesting to note that in the scripture we just read, Jesus grew in favor with both God and man. It wasn't just God, it wasn't just man. It wasn't just one or the other, it was both. Now, in terms of this, yes, our priority should always be, I believe, first and foremost, on growing in favor with God. That is the big thing. That is muy importante, all right? That is really big. That's the first thing, growing in favor with God. And when we grow in favor with God, that's spiritual favor, but we should also seek that we would grow in favor with people, and that relates to favor in your social environment. Hmm. Some of you haven't thought too much about growing in favor with people. And it says of Jesus that he grew in favor with man. Now, when Jesus grew in favor with man, what does that mean? What does that look like? Perhaps it meant that he related well to other people. He had favor with man. Maybe it meant that Jesus was loved by all those that he came into contact with. Maybe it meant that he had a well-adjusted personality. He wasn't annoying and irritating to people, and so he grew in favor with man. And also, Favor with man maybe speaks that he grew in harmony with his social environment. But simply put, he had favor with people. And I want to tell you that we can have that too, in Jesus' name. We can. And by the way, just something else regarding this aspect of favor is that one of the ways in which you can grow in favor with God and man is this, by loving God's law. We were talking about delighting yourself in God and honoring Him, but specifically loving God's law. And today we understand that to be the Bible, the Word of God, God's principles, God's truths, etc. And I found an interesting scripture. It's in Proverbs 3, verse 1 to 4. And it says the following It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of heart, of your heart, and so find favor. Now, let me just stop there before I carry on. Okay, we want favor. How do we find favor? By loving God's law, (laughs) and so find favor and high esteem with God and man. By the way, how many of you like that statement, high esteem, doesn't that sound good? Find favor and high esteem. High esteem, that is sure, remarkable favor. And and I noticed that this favor was with God and men. So let me tell you, this thing about the favor of God is real. You can find favor through loving God's law and even high esteem through loving God's law. I attended a Christian school And uh, my first couple of years in uh, school, I was in primary school in Brooklyn Primary. This is not Brooklyn in America, by the way. I was in Brooklyn Primary for the first couple of years, and then from grade five to matric, I was in uh, a a Christian school, and uh, I was enjoying it. It went well, and uh, during my high school years from grade five to matric, I began to Experienced more of the favor of the Lord during my time there. I can't specifically say what or how it was brought about, but, and then in my final year, I received an award for outstanding Christian character, and I honor the Lord for that. I'm not trying to blow trumpets or something like that, but as I thought back to what was happening, what was happening? Favor was increasing upon my life. And God's favor can increase upon your life as well. And we also see that when Samuel was a young boy, now this is Samuel who went on to become a major prophet and a leader in the kingdom of God. When Samuel was a young boy, he began to grow. Would you say the word grow? He began to grow in favor with God and man. It's interesting, several times in scripture, this thing of favor with God and man, God and man. And so Samuel grew in favor with God and man. Do you know what? Scholars estimate that little Samuel, he's about 12 years of age at that point in time. And it says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 26 in the NIV, it says, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor. Say in favor. He was growing in favor with the Lord and with people. I wanna say to you, young person, you do not have to wait until you are older to experience the favor of God. You do not have to think, Well, you've got to be older than 20 or older than 40 or you've got to be a pastor or something like that. I want to say, Expect God's favor upon your life right now. Come on. Even if you're eight years old, expect God's favor. If you're 12 years old, expect God's favor. If you're 18 years old, and even for those of you that have been younger, longer, I'm not gonna mention ages. Those of you in your 50s, 60s, etc. Wow. And I believe that we should expect God's favor on our lives right now. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? <laughs> Young person, trust for God's favor in your school. Trust for God's favor in your university. Trust for God's favor in your social circle, in your sports club, etc. And some of you that have now matriculated, you're going to be going on to varsity, tertiary education, etc. I want to challenge you that you begin to say, I'm going to trust God for favor as I go into that environment. Come on. I'm gonna trust for favor. Lord, I pray that for all my lecturers and my fellow students, I ask you, God, that you would put favor in their hearts towards me and I would walk in the favor of God because it's what you want me to experience. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Number four, the last point. God's favor is not fleeting, it lasts a lifetime. Isn't that beautiful? Please say that aloud with me. Come on, out loud. God's favor is not fleeting, it lasts a lifetime. And we find this in Psalm 30, verse 4 to 5 in the NIV Bible. It says, Sing the praises of the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name. And here it comes. For his anger lasts only a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. What a beautiful scripture this is from God. This should make us rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. His favor lasts a lifetime. That's our God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. What a beautiful verse of scripture. Please say this out after me God's favor, God's favor. is not fleeting, not it, lasts a it lasts a lifetime. Now tell the person next to you it lasts a lifetime. Come on. Yeah, it lasts a lifetime. I heard about a certain pastor. And this pastor was really experiencing wonderful blessing in his ministry. It was amazing blessing. There was tremendous favor. And then somebody came and said to him, well, you know what? I I see you're having a good time. Uh, You're experiencing favor and so on. But this person then said to him, but you're just having a good run. You're just riding a good wave. Things are just going well for you now. It will come to an end. Hmm. Who needs uh, enemies when you've got friends like that? <laughs> this disturbed this pastor. At first he wasn't sure about this. He went before the Lord and he prayed about it. And then the God gave him the scripture. His favor lasts a lot." And the matter was settled. (laughs) The matter was settled. His favor lasts a lifetime. You know what? People can be fickle. People might say all sorts of things about you, but know this, that God's favor will be consistent throughout your whole lifetime, that God's favor will endure right throughout your whole lifetime in Jesus' name. And realize this. It's not like God's about to wake up tomorrow, not that he ever sleeps, but anyhow, he's not about to just suddenly decide, well, I'm taking my favor off your life because you are his beloved child and you will experience divine favor all the days of your life because that's the kind of God we serve. Hallelujah. And so as I'm drawing to a close, I wanna challenge you that in response to this message of favor, you would say, yes, God. You see, I wanna challenge you that you don't believe the lies, listen to this, that your best days are past. Some people believe that. I wanna encourage you, don't believe the lies that you can never build another good business. Some people say, well, no, it's over, I can't. They give 50 reasons why. I wanna tell you, Caleb said, give me the hill country, and he was 85 years of age, and he went up, and he, um, let me use a nice word. He conquered. conquered. (laughs) Is it bad to say footer? (laughs) I don't know, but anyhow, he conquered those giants. He conquered those giants. Don't believe the lies that you will never build another good business. Don't believe the lies that all the good jobs are gone. Yeah. Don't believe the lies that there aren't any more waves for you, there's no good run for you, there's no more waves for you. Don't believe the lies. I'm here to tell you in the name of Jesus that His favor lasts a lifetime. His favor lasts a come on! His favor lasts a lifetime. That's our God. Would you stand with me, please? I wanna end off with a prayer. This is a prayer that I invite you to pray. It's just a short little one, but it contains the essence of responding to this message of favor. And it's a short one, just please mean every word, okay? Okay. Let's just close our eyes and I invite you to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you that I have your favor because I am your child. But I'm asking for more favor, more and more favor in this year ahead. This is my request, I make it known to you. You are my delight, you are the one whom I honor. And so I'm anticipating increased favor because you're a good God. I pray this with all my heart in Jesus' name and we say amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus.